Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast My Best Global Life. This is your host Amel and I'm back for new solo episodes to drop some gems of global experience. So buckle up because this flight is about to take off. So you may have noticed that the name of the podcast has changed from the first intro episode. It used to be the Lens of Travel podcast. But actually, after a big realization, this is my best global life podcast. As I was talking and sharing ideas with my friends all around the world for this podcast, I realized how this is really not just a podcast about travel. This is a podcast where courageous people around the world create their own best lives and they do it in the playground of the world. They do it at such an international scale where they live between two, three different countries. They work in one country, they play in another country. They travel within the same country and explore different cultures. They just define, and me included, we just define what a rich cultural life looks like at a very international level. So welcome to my best global life. This is a podcast where travel stories and global lifestyles collide. So today I have news. I just became an American citizen. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, this is something I was initially reluctant to do, but I recently changed my opinion about it. And so I started the process of naturalization last fall in 2022 and I just uh, received my certificate of naturalization during my oath ceremony which was an emotional moment I didn't expect it to be emotional but it was because as I was going through this process um, I had a lot of time to reflect on my experience as an American in the US why I came here in the first place, how I created a new life in this environment, how I navigated uh, the US society, um, how I found my people here, um, and how I balanced that with my life back home um, where my family is. And so with all of that, I really went through a recap of my American life. But before um, becoming an, an immigrant or being an immigrant in the US, immigration was already a big part of my family story because both my parents left Morocco to live in France, which is where I was born and where I lived um, a part of my life. So just like in the US where immigrant families spread across different states, in Europe, immigrant families really spread across countries. So I have family living in Belgium, in the Netherlands, in Italy, and in the UK. Um, and this is really not uncommon for Moroccans um, across Europe. So the possibility of moving to a different country for school, for work, for spouse, for just a different opportunity is a concept that I was raised with 
and I was always excited about this idea and I thought if they can do it I can do it too which I did just at a different scale <laughs> um, so that's how I left France um, and I came to live in the US a few years ago and now I'm adding an American passport to my collection after an African one and a European one. So now you might wonder, what do I do with these pass three passports? Where do I go? Where do I settle down? And that's really the multi-million dollar question, or it's actually a non-question because these passports open up the options for me. And not just for me, but for my future generations. So let's backtrack a little bit to our parents' generations. If you are also um, from an immigrant family, you can totally relate. Um, when our parents immigrated to their host country, they keep they still keep an inherited access, a path to their home country for us, but they also open up a new path to hold access and citizenship in one of the countries of the economic north. And that's a phrase I use very broadly. And um, I know how dynamics, geopolitical dynamics are changing now. So we might have new phrases uh, to define um, economic regions around the world very soon. And this is really the end goal, um, the outcome that our parents had initially uh, with their decision to migrate. They offered us options. One, we have the option to prosper further in the host country that depicts where we are either born or where we grow up. Um, and there we can develop a multi-generational legacy. And I think we have that duty to do well first in that environment where we were brought up. And I'm aware that I'm speaking from that immigrant mindset of excellency, but that's a good thing. <laughs> this is a, a good bias, a positive bias to have. Um, second, they, our parents offered us the option to go back home. Home meaning the ancestral land to complete the circle of migration. And that access comes through the culture, the values, the language that they pass on to us um, so that we have the tools to go back home um, and really thrive in that environment. And then there is a third option. And the third option is just to go somewhere else, to really immigrate in a new country, explore a new and open up a new chapter of the family migration. So conclusion, if you are a diaspora kid, just go get these passports, <laughs> really. But more seriously, like in this world where everything moves fast, and dramatic changes occur even faster, having several passports can be a real protection in the worst case scenarios. And in the better scenarios, you just enjoy the privilege which was offered to you. You get to live and experience fully the options that are part of your family legacy 
and then expand on them so you build an intentional global life where you can be fully aware of the place that you choose to settle down because you have explored your options that's something i live by and i intend to apply it further now because i grew up and lived my childhood and university life student life in france which is my family's host country but then i immigrated to the us uh, where i created a new life of of my own this is my personal host country um, i also had the opportunity to live briefly in the uk um, and in mexico so these are the new places that i have expanded on so far but what i haven't done yet and i'm sure you hear it coming is to go back home to my land to morocco and complete that circle of migration and I really plan to do it. I want to experience that feeling of living in my country. Obviously, France and the US are also my countries. Uh, I claim them, <laughs> they're mine. <laughs> um, and so I'd love to be in Morocco where I can answer people's questions about my origins and say I'm just from here like this is my place you know like if we trace my family back this is where we've been for for decades and hundreds of years even because it's really time to try this option which was offered to me so I can create my own perspective of the country and continue that legacy and pass it on to my children in the future um, so that they can understand where they are from originally so now, what's my plan in Morocco? I see it as twofold. So first, I want to travel the country, really tour the country on my own and develop my own perspective of Morocco. And then second, I want to create a space for myself there but doing it with the right conditions. And by creating my own space there, I mean, and really adding my little signature to the beautiful mosaic um, that is my country of Morocco. And actually my plan is neither original nor unique because there is an entire movement of sons and daughters of immigrants who decide to establish themselves back in their country of origin, the country of their parents, to study, to work, to start a family, to open businesses, to help the community or resume the investments that their parents have initiated back home while working in the host country. And the diaspora generation, they bring back precious resources with them. They bring capital, purchasing power, they bring their skills, they bring um, multicultural mindset, they bring other perspectives. And this is what I mean by returning home with the right conditions. And as a, if we take the example again of Morocco, as a country, Morocco takes its diaspora community very seriously. We call us the 
Moroccans of the world. And there are approximately 4.2 million Moroccans of the world that are registered in consulates or embassies abroad. Um, but other estimates indicate the figure to reach five or six million, which represents 15% of the total Moroccan population. Um, I'll make sure to add the sources in the description of the podcast. So this is a large community of Moroccans from all around the world that can bring back and give back to their country. And so there are a lot of different initiatives that are created to promote, um, for us to continue to develop ties with our homeland, to feel a sense of belonging, to invest back home, and even eventually return home, not only as Moroccans, but also as global citizens. So really, my dear diaspora people, (laughs) my fellow sons and daughters of immigrants around the world, enjoy your privilege and check out all these options you have around the world because this world is your playground so go collect them passports for the younger ones practice the language of your country of origin apply for that study abroad experience in a new country build your network where you live despite the check out opportunities that your country of origin might promote for the diaspora community. It can be summer school, internships, jobs, language schools. There is a lot out there, really. (laughs) And for grown people, we're still young, but a little bit more mature, more grown. I would say just do all of the above and more. And even if you feel that like you are established where you are, but you might think of another horizon, you just don't know how it would look like, you dream of another lifestyle, take a look at the country of your parents or maybe a new country, the country of your heart. Please never stop being curious, never stop exploring your options and seeing what can be out there for you. That's all for me today. Thank you for tuning in. Um, If you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate and follow our show on Spotify. We are also on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. And I'll see you soon for a a new episode of Our Best Global Life. Take care.